All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. It has been six days since the Panthers eliminated the Leafs and still... We've yet to hear from Brennan Shannon. Presented by Botano, it's a Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Jay Rose coming up with another sparkling three-hit segment in about five minutes from now. Big-time guest once again today, NHL Insider from the NHL Network and SiriusXM NHL Network Radio. The fourth period's Dave Penyota will drop by at about 10 or so. We'll handicap what's next. I don't think anybody has a clue what's next or what happens because it's so calm. It feels like the calm before the storm where we're just waiting and waiting and waiting for that shoe to drop. It hasn't happened just yet, and knowing sort of the least brass is going to happen over a holiday weekend, try to bury the news. That's my expectation. Coming up on Monday when we don't have a show, that's when they're going to announce everything. But again, we are waiting on pins and needles for the very latest on that situation. The chat's on fire as well, so we'll get to that. Dave Panyota too. But I got to start with the, the OHL game on uh, Wednesday night. I don't know if you guys saw this. The penalty box attendant went fucking ham in Peterborough. And I am free in the penalty box. One, I, Oh, we got some audio as well. But yeah, we uh, I can't remember the last time, um, you know, something like this has happened in the penalty box, but it led me to believe, and a lot of people on social media as well, I'd love a penalty box attendant to write a book. And maybe there is one out there, just the stories of the players, whether it's the NHL, junior hockey, the Coast League. I think there'd be so many amazing stories and you see sort of the issue here. And I think there was a video earlier, later on in the game as well, where they actually made up, uh, but it just shows you the intensity. That's the key word of the week, the intensity. 
in the playoffs. That's the OHL final. And the penalty box attendant put the player in, in, in right on the ground in that. And now I could only wonder if that was Mitch Marner, is he requesting a trade today or anybody else? I shouldn't use Mitch Marner as an example. List your Maple Leaf disgruntled star or whatever. Would they be asking for a trade today? But I was just laughing my head off watching that because he went absolutely ham on the London Knights player there. But that was a good laugh, a good chuckle. Again, it stinks when there's no playoff hockey in the NHL at least, but at least we got some junior puck on Wednesday and Tuesday as well. And it uh, continues on to the uh, Memorial Cup coming up in a couple weeks' time. So we get set as well for the Eastern Conference final starts tonight in Raleigh. Then the Western Conference final tomorrow between the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. Pete DeBoer revenge series. Love that narrative as well. So again, Jay Rosso's coming up in about five. I want to alert you as well to remember to subscribe. Tap that like button. Leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. At the Leafs Nation 401. At the Leafs Nation 401 where you can subscribe on YouTube. You can also just search Leafs Nation. You'll find us. Uh, so if you're watching right now and I am looking at the chat. A lot of people, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the show had a lot to say. Please drop us a line in the chat below, and I'll get to that a bit later on. And also recommend you to check out theleafsnation.com. The team over there has been doing a tremendous job of storylines and narratives and things to look for. And there's 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 a lot of news and information, just not the one we're looking for right now. And that's from Brendan Shannon, the team president, to speak. But again, that will come, you would think, in the next week or so. Fingers crossed. But the, uh, the team over at the Leafs Nation has been doing a tremendous job covering everything pound for pound, in for inch, including the whole Mitch Marner conversation. There's a really good article up right now about, you know, maybe the Leafs would make a, a big-time decision by trading Mitch Marner. Maybe we hear from you in the chat. Is that the right choice to trade Mitch Marner? Please pipe in your comments, your concerns, your thoughts, and uh, I'll get to that again in about 20 minutes from now. But for now, let's get over the boards. So as you'll see on this uh, this tweet on your screen from Frank Saravalli, the best of the best when it comes to insiders, a long list of candidates for the Ducks head coaching gig, one that includes uh, Leafs assistant, the current Leafs assistant, Spencer Carberry. Um, who knows if it comes to fruition, but again, this is the second name we've seen um, sort of linked to another team. We saw Brandon Pridham back on Monday linked to the Calgary Flames, so... That's one thing to look at, too, from the Sheldon Keefe perspective. If Keefe does go, if he stays, what happens with his assistants? It's quite clear they're looking for jobs, and I get that. That's a promotion. That's an elevated role. But Spencer Carberry, according to Frank Saravalli, has spoken to or will speak to uh, the Anaheim Ducks about their vacant coaching position. I love that post. 468 potential candidates. That is a lot of candidates, Frank Saravalli. And I would love Frank to name all 468. I know he's... Uh, He's being a little uh, ridiculous with that statement and stuff. And uh, I, I think that's hilarious. But um, at some point in time, Anaheim will find their head coach. And I think I wanted everybody to know that Spencer Carberry, one of the assistants for the Leafs, uh, is out there. Uh, it's it's good to feel wanted at the very least. Like it, you know, this past week alone reminds me a lot of like Leafs players going on waivers where they never actually go through waivers or get through waivers, I should say. You know, the last decade alone, I think the majority of players plucked off waivers have been Maple Leafs. At least it feels that way. And I think with the brain trust and everybody involved, I mean, it just shows you there's some really, really intelligent people doing these jobs. Because every year, it seems like uh, Leafs brass are involved in some type of conversation. Like even a couple of weeks ago, Kyle Dubas, Brandon Pridham, and now uh, Spencer Carberry. There's just so many things in the air. And again, I would just love to hear from Brendan Shanahan to see what's going on. And hopefully that comes in the next couple of days. I just... I fear they're going to try to bury the news. I hope not. Again, we don't have a show coming up on Monday. But again, there's a lot of questions stemming from all this. We aim to have Frank Saravalli on next week to handle everything. But 
I know time is of the essence. I can tell you that. I mean, we get closer and closer to the draft, closer and closer to free agency. There's a lot of questions to be made and decisions to be made. And first and foremost, you have to figure out GM, coach, coaching staff, like all that's got to fall into place before you can start making decisions and big time decisions on some players. So while it's great media types alike, including ourselves, talk about who they need to trade, who's going to make those trades. Like if you think about it hypothetically right now, do the Leafs have a GM, like a main GM? No, because uh, I would think Kyle Dubas is taking a couple days to himself to figure out what he wants to do. And the other question that comes to mind, do the Leafs want to bring Kyle Dubas back? Like I think we're sort of forgetting that narrative, lost in the shuffle, everything that transpired on Monday. Does he want to come back? Do the Leafs want him back? And I think that's another important question to ask in this whole scenario. And uh, I'll talk to Dave Peñota, the fourth period in Sirius XM NHL Network Radio um, in about five or six minutes from now. But let's hear as I've teed up off the top, Jay Rosa always has thoughts. He always has rants. Here's his latest three hits. Hey, guys. Welcome to Three Hits. I want to touch on John Scott's tweet from, I think it was yesterday, and it more or less said that why do the players today get a pass in the media where teams from, he referenced, the Fanuf and Kessel eras were just raked across the coals every day and had the media pour the, the heat to them every single day, it seemed like. And I got to admit, I'm totally conflicted on this because, A, I remember being in that room during that era. I remember coming to the rink every day. I remember what it was like. I remember walking on eggshells. I remember not feeling like I could laugh or enjoy myself. I remember the scrutiny that was constantly, constantly on that group and no one ever seemed to be happy. And it honestly sucked the joy out of, you know, one of the greatest things you could do, you know, at least in my life is be part of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization and to go through that and not and feel like you're walking on eggshells the whole time. And I got to say, it wasn't really from within. It was from the media. You're at practice and you joke around with a buddy and they're going to talk about how we're not taking it seriously and we think this is a joke and it's a country club and just any way they could spin it it was never good enough and if we lost two games in a row the whole season was over if we won two games in a row it was like well this can't possibly last and it didn't matter what you did it wasn't good enough and i left that organization feeling like the hardest place to win in the hockey markets that exist is without a doubt toronto because of those things exactly. The scrutiny, the media, the heat that you get, the constant spotlight under a magnifying glass and they're always watching everything and you can't you can't do anything. Everything's scrutinized and it makes every little detail so blown up that going the distance and winning the Stanley Cup seemed almost impossible. That being said, now that I've moved across to the media side of things, I understand the constant need for perfection for a winning season for playoff success for a Stanley Cup it has been far too long and in my opinion the only reason it's been that long is for those reasons that I just explained it is very difficult to win in this market you have to acknowledge the fact that that team from say 2010 with Kessel and Funuf and yours truly clearly wasn't good as this team. It wasn't as good as this team. It didn't have the expectations. It didn't have the pedigree. It wasn't at the top of the NHL. It wasn't a perennial playoff contender. And for that reason, I think they get more scrutiny. But, but what is worse, being 
a really good team with high expectations and not performing or being an average team and not having the highest expectations and performing as expected. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of two sides to that. And, and it's difficult. How much heat does this group need to take? How much scrutiny should they have? Should you be going up to them, asking them, do you want to be back next year? Or should you be saying, tell us why you should be back next year. You've won one round in seven years. You know, and it's it's that back and forth. And I got to be honest, I haven't come to a conclusion with it yet. I, I don't know how hard you should be on these guys. All I do know is that there's not much more frustrating than expecting to do big things and and falling quite short of that. And that is without a doubt, I think, where Leafs Nation is right now, completely frustrated. And how much scrutiny do these guys deserve? Leave it up to you guys. Let us know what you think. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, that's pre- really impressive stuff there by Jay Rosa, leaving a cliffhanger ending. And then on top of that, he um, spoke about Phil Kessel, Dion Phaneuf in the same breath as uh, himself in that era of hockey and Maple Leafs hockey, which was a kind of a fascinating era. But I talked to Rosie yesterday. We want to get um, John Scott on the show. He always has hot takes, always has calls about the Maple Leafs. So we'd love to get John Scott in the show and break it all down, of course, of part of our, uh, a podca- our podcast family as well. Uh, but Arozi always bringing the heat when it comes to uh, opinion, thoughts, where this Maple Leafs team should go. I know earlier this week you said the Leafs should trade Mitch Marner. So um, that's the fascinating thing, too, is like the back and forth, Nylander, Marner. I think those are the big two names that come up. Austin Matthews, I think more unlikely, again, considering what he said back on Monday. But for me, we're all just waiting for the big one, and that is Brendan Shanahan to uh, talk to the media or take a breath or say something or hit a podium or I don't know, do an Instagram live. We're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And with that in mind, uh, so happy to bring in today's guest from the fourth period NHL Network and Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. It is Dave Pagnotto. DP, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm hanging in. I get to cover more playoff action. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a different, different <laughs> tone here in Toronto. But the only question I want answered 
Well, they finally get rid of that fucking goal song, man. That you know what? Someone, <laughs> I probably if, if Shani has a presser, um, I won't be here. I'm going to Florida for that series. But okay. um, <laughs> if somebody should ask him, because he's the reason that that freaking song is still around. He picked it. Yeah, but I want. Whoever asks, like, has to swear, like, that fucking goal song, I think, really puts it through, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Well, if you want to piss them off, then, yeah, go for it. I think I've done enough already. Uh, where is this guy, Dave? Where is this guy? Well, I, I think I think he wants to figure out what's going on with his GM first. Um, or at least have a, have a clearer picture. We know that, you know, Dubas came out and said that he's got to talk to his family and, and decide what they want to do. Clearly, this was hard on them. I think there was, you know, a few instances that that over the season off the ice that they had to deal with. So I get it. I, I understand it's a big decision for him and his family. From Shanahan's perspective, they want to get a good scope. You've got to do your exit interviews with your players. You've got to do your exit interviews with your coaches, your managers, um, your scouting staff. You want to try to encompass everything uh, because this is and it should be a pretty active offseason for the Maple Leafs. So if Shanahan needs a few more days whatever it is, I'd rather he come at everybody with all the accurate information rather than just brush stuff aside and say, I still have to talk to this guy, I still got to talk to that guy. I mean, he may end up doing that, but I hope he doesn't. I hope he just do what you got to do, take a few extra days, and just lay it all out there for everybody so the fans don't lose their shit. What's your sense? Like, are we waiting? Are we all waiting for a bomb to drop here over the next couple of days? I'd be a little surprised. I think... I mean, I know they were talking extension with Dubas prior to, you know, Monday's media avail. So, um, did it hit the pause button? Does he want a few more days? Like like he was saying, he needs a week. I mean, maybe that's part of it. Um, I'm not expecting any kind of big bomb to drop. Uh, I mean, unless, unless they're making some kind of major change behind the bench, I'd be a little bit surprised. Um, I think more so than anything. And I'm not... And I, I'll preface this: I'm not the biggest fan of the way that Keith has gone about um, the the system for this team and the structure of this group in terms of their alignment. But I mean, I'm not a head coach, so I can only say so much. But uh, I think I think if anything, it's more get your ducks in a row on the home front before you start looking to make major changes in, in this off season, which you know it's going to come around pretty quick. The Stanley Cup final ends in. If it goes seven, it ends in a month and a day from today. And then all of a sudden you got drafted for agency. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there, there's a lot to do in a very short period of time. Do you think there's any scenario where they sort of put heat on Kyle Dubas? Because I do think time is of the essence. Like I talked about it off the top of the show. Okay. Next thing you know, the draft's around the corner. The uh, the Stanley Cup's going to be hoisted for agency. All this conversation about a big-time trade potential. Like July 1st is probably the... Uh, the end date for that. So like you really want your GM working on things right now, no? Yeah, you do. And, and that's why maybe they're giving him this week and he'll address the media on Monday. I don't know. Um, but maybe they're giving him this extra time in order for him, uh, for, for Dubas to get his situ situation solidified. And he said it, it's either Toronto or I'm going to take a break. So figure things out on the home front and then circle back and we'll finalize the conversation one way or another, but they were talking extension. There was a discussion about it. I think he's earned it. Um, it's just a matter of, from what it appears anyway, to be a personal matter that he's got to deal with with his family, and then they'll go from there. But um, again, for, from from Shanahan's perspective, yes, you're going to address the media, but just make sure you know 
everything first because if you give some cop-out answer, it's just going to piss everybody off that much more. How about Brennan Shanahan? What's your sense on his job security? I, th that would be the biggest shock. I mean, I think he's, he's as secure as anybody. I think, quite frankly, he deserves a lot of heat um, and, and more heat than he's gotten uh, because he's kind of the, the puppet master in all of this. Um, but as far as I can tell, his relationship with Tannenbaum and the rest of the owners and, and everybody is as rock solid as it can be. Uh, unless everybody's keeping one hell of a big secret, I, I would be shocked if there's anything negative from that perspective that flies on Shani's hands. So are we overplaying this whole narrative that they're going to make a seismic change like a la Matthew Kachuk? Like if this was a beautiful world of Tinder, does it come down to Mitch Marner or Nylander? Who's swiping right? Who's swiping left here? Because to me, I think that's the most logical step. Oh. Like assuming Kyle Dubas is coming back, maybe there's a change with, with Sheldon Keefe. There's no chance in hell they come back with the same core, is there? I mean, well, first of all, where did all this Mitch Marner stuff come from in terms of like him or Nylander? Mitch Marner is the better player, bar none. It's not, it's not a question. Um, he's a better overall player. He's a near 100-point guy. He is a very passionate individual. And, yeah, he takes a lot of heat for some of the off-ice stuff and the local kid sort of and all that stuff. But, I mean, he's, he's a great two-way type of forward. Apparently, he can play defense. Um, so, no, like, this is this is a really, really good player. I don't understand that he – I know there's always a whipping boy somewhere for whatever the hell the reason. Um, but Mitch Marner is arguably the team's best player right now and has been for the last, whatever, 18 months. Um, Austin is, is fantastic. Bit of an off year. And he will be, by the way, when he signs his extension, and he will sign an extension. He'll be the highest paid player in the NHL. Now, Mitch – is you look at the numbers, he's been, I mean, outside of the 60-goal season by, by Austin, he's been better. I don't understand the narrative that there's all this pooping all over all, over Mitch for for whatever the reason. Um, if you're trading somebody, it's, it's uh, I guess you could trade Mitch, certainly. You could trade anybody. But, I mean, William Nylander is the guy that you look at, and he has that value. He's got the value tied to it. He's, his value probably won't be higher. He could step into an environment on a better on another team, excuse me, in a better position as a full-time first-line guy, first power play guy, and put up some good numbers, some really, really good numbers. I just don't understand why um, he doesn't get more attention on that front versus, you know, what everybody crapping all over over Mitch Marner. I, I don't get it. I think if you're making a seismic change, and and how many of those deals really come to fruition? The, the Kachuk, Hubert, Uyghur type deals. Like th that kind of shit doesn't happen often. And it, it hasn't happened forever, which is why we haven't seen it. I think this is a situation where the, the Maple Leafs look at this and go, okay, we can combo a Nylander type and with somebody else and try to make some other type of, type of big move a la Calgary, Florida. I think that's the direction that they would rather go in. But, I mean, Kyle made it clear he's willing to listen on anybody. Yeah, and I think generals, generally speaking, people are torn because they look at Mitch Marner and say, hey, this guy is phenomenal in the regular season. When push comes to shove and the game becomes really, really important, he's nowhere to be found. His face on a milk carton. And then you look consistently, it's always William Nylander, who of the core four is the best player to be found in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think you look at the value of the contract. Um, I think you look at maybe the money they can save for Mitch Marner, or maybe the three-plus million 
uh, you know, overlaying it over another year when it comes to the Nylander contract. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. Well, I think just people have had enough of these guys not doing anything in the playoffs. Okay. What's, what's Willie done defensively? Because I remember certain circumstances uh, over the course of the playoffs where everybody was bitching and complaining about his lack of energy, lack of defensive prowess, lack of getting back into the zone and doing anything to help out his team. He's one-dimensional. That's what everybody was saying. So do you want the one-dimensional guy who's going to cough up a few goals and score one or two? Or are you going to go after the guy that's still trying to create chances but is responsible in his own zone? He's trying to play a 200-foot game and, and do what he can. I, I don't I, – I, I like, I'm not – both guys are flawed in, in, in certain respects. Yeah. I just think it's unjustified that it's only on Mitch or only – like, Austin was trying. He didn't score. He was trying. He was getting chances. Mitch did. JT did just in the first round, and then they got their looks. They weren't finishing. I don't care if you, you're getting your chances. You got to bury so that the 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 hate, so to speak, that's put towards some of these guys, especially Mitch from the offensive side of things. I fully understand, but you have to look at everything. And just because William Nylander ties the game up and sends it to overtime doesn't discount the fact that he is a liability defensively in certain circumstances throughout the course of the game. And I love William Nylander, and I'll take him on my team any day of the week. But I'm beating the crap into him that he has to be more responsible defensively. And maybe that's on the coaching staff for not doing that. And if that's the case, and he doesn't care, and I'm not saying he does or doesn't. I'm just saying, like, you need to make sure that this type of player in these types of environments, you're not just losing out on a play. You're not just giving up on a defensive opportunity. I like it. I mean, it's a healthy debate, and that's why people are having it out there. Should it be Nylander? Should it be Marner? Who knows what happens with Austin Matthews? But you mention it, right? It's Look, your, it's it's your belief that Matthews is going to resign here, right? Yeah, I think he'll get a three or five year extension. He'll be the highest paid player in the league. After that, we'll see. Uh, depends how the rest of the thing goes. The 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 Leaf seasons and progress and all that. But I'm I'm pretty positive. I would be shocked. Um, if, if they don't get an extension done, I, I know they've discussed it. They had back and forth conversations throughout the season. You can't officially sign until July one. Um, but they've got a good idea of what each side is looking at and they'll figure it out. But I think it'll be a three or five year extension. Interesting. Okay, Dave, uh, we'll leave it at that. I'm sure as we get closer and closer to the draft of the off season, we'll have you on once again, by the way, a lot of people in the chat agreeing with your take on Marner ahead of uh, Willie Nylander. So we'll see what happens, but First and foremost, I want to hear from Brennan Shandiego. Can't find the guy right now. <laughs> Where in the world is Brennan yes. Shandiego? Like Very that. well done, Dave. We'll talk nice soon. Have fun in Florida, okay? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. See ya. See ya. Anytime. That's Dave Peñota, who is headed to Florida, I would assume, for game three and four of the Eastern Conference final. And uh, I'll commend him. I mean, he, he and that's the great things about debate. And that's why sometimes I love Twitter. Sometimes I hate Twitter. It's okay to have a differing opinion. Like I said it off the top, there are people who think Mitch Barner should be traded. There's some who think Nylander should go. Even reading the chat, there are some of you who think Austin Matthews should go. And I think everybody is entitled to their opinion. Dave comes with his and Mitch Marner. I say you keep Nylander, you trade Marner. But again, it all comes down to who the fuck is the GM of this team, right? That's the bigger question for me. Who is going to lead this team? If it's not Dubis, do they have somebody else in mind? If, if that doesn't come to fruition, Brendan Shanahan, I want to hear from him. You know, Sheldon Keefe, like there's so many questions to be answered. And again, we get closer and closer to the conclusion of the month of May into the month of June. The Stanley Cup final will be 
you know, the Stanley Cup will be hoisted, I should say. And then we get to the draft and the fun stuff and free agency and the offseason in general. So it should be a lot of fun. If you're watching and listening right now in the chat and you're live, who would you trade? Would you make a seismic trade? I think there's all those questions out there that, you know, I think people just don't know what to say anymore. Like, honestly, that's probably where I'm at, where it's like this core has lost so many times that it's like you've got to do something different. And not to compare it to Florida, because I think that's unfair. Like, let's not forget, and I know a lot's gone Florida's way, but I've referenced this so many times where the Leafs let Florida in the window, in the door late in the season. They were up 3-2 on home ice. They blew it. The Panthers won an OT, and it was the first game with Alex Lyon. They go on an impeccable run. They make the playoffs. They come back, storm back against Boston, then beat the Leafs. But that's what destiny, and that's what narratives, and that's what storylines are all about. But I also see the case where it's like Bo or where, where Florida was that close to it not working out and people wondering why they made the Matthew Kachuk move. So I think that's fair because everybody wants to draw conclusions and comparisons to what the Panthers did with the Calgary Flames. And granted, grand scheme of things over the regular season, maybe it worked, but did it really? Because they won the President's Trophy last year. But everything has come together for the Florida Panthers, and we'll see what they have in store here in the Eastern Conference Final. Underdog versus underdog, by the way. Nobody... Uh, you know, thought Carolina would go this far with the injuries to Svechnikov and Pacioretty and Tavo Taravainen's closing in on a return, but it really has been impeccable. So we'll get to the chats on fire. Some brilliant takes today. And again, many thanks to Dave Pagnota for hopping on. But first and foremost, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. So first and foremost, uh, really pumped that my under in the Yankees and the Blue Jays game hit yesterday. In fact, only three runs were scored. The under was at plus money, seven and a half. Brilliant, brilliant pitching performance by Chris Bassett. Ditto for Gary Cole. And that was my forecast. That was my expectation. And a hit. So with that in mind, I am going back to the under first period well when it comes to Carolina Hurricanes hockey games. Because I think that's the biggest misconception with the Florida Panthers. Yes, that team can score. But it's the buy-in defensively that has put the Panthers over the top here through two rounds at least. And I think patience will be so vital in this series for the Panthers. So with that in mind, I think there's going to be a feel-out process in the first period. So I'm going to take a sniff at the under. Last I looked on Botano, it was a minus one and a half, as you see on your screen right there. So the under is what I'm looking at, at least for game one of the first period, under one and a half between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. Okay, let's get to the chat now. Um, some great, great takes today. Rick Bengal writes in, hire Patrick Waugh. Of course, we saw the report last night uh, from, from Kevin Weeks that Patrick Waugh, there's a lot of teams looking at him. And of course, uh, uh, his team going far in the QMJHL playoffs once again. So it's going to be fascinating from that front. Can you imagine Patrick Waugh coaching the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, and again, we've seen stranger things, how we saw Ron Hextall GM the Pittsburgh Penguins. So anything can happen. I think you never put anything past us in this day and age anymore. And, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, it's just so fascinating on so many levels when you think about, you know, that situation. I even think about Josh Georges. Remember when the Leafs had interest, but he, he nixed a deal to Toronto because he was a former Montreal Canadian. And I, I think that type of loyalty is, is well gone in this day and age of the NHL. But I think everything's got to be on the table for the Maple Leafs. I do think Brendan Shanahan behind the scenes right now is surveying his options, saying, hey, if it's not Sheldon Keefe, is there an upgrade? If it's not Kyle Dubas, is there an upgrade out there? And quite honestly, I think that's the way you need to think. Having said that, you can't take too long with this decision. There's a lot of questions to be made. Uh, decision time is 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 you know quickly approaching. I want to get to some tweets or some 
uh, comments from Miraj in the chat. You were on fire even before the show went on air. Oh, brother, day four, talking about the same nothingness of the last few days. That's bitter, honest, and candidness. Shani should kick rocks and skip town. This country club culture is killing this team. Away with Tavares and three mil cap retained solves most of the team's issues. JT's Lizzo's size contract is suffocating the team's potential. That's not very nice, okay? I won't stand for that on this show, but uh, appreciate that from Arad, your general thoughts on what's happening here with the Maple Leafs. And again, we love all of you in the chat. You guys have been fantastic bringing the heat. I know Rosie loves you as well. A lot of great takes, and I respect everybody stepping up when it came to the debate with Dave Pagnota. Should it be Nylander? Should it be Marner? I think just reading the chat, uh, Spike 11 writes in trade Marner and Nylander. That's a different outside-the-box type approach. Like, I think in a cool world, you would just completely you know, rip things open and trade two of the four. It just, I don't see a scenario where it's Matthews. I know a lot of people have brought up the uh, the name John Tavares. Again, he wants to be a Leaf. He's got a no trade. It, it, it just, it's going to be very, very difficult to convince the uh, the childhood Leafs fan to come, who came back, left Long Island. Hey, can you waive your no trade so we can better get better? I just don't see a scenario. And for people trying to compare it to Matt Sundin, it's not even close. Like, this whole, like, every offseason, it seems to be the same conversation with John Tavares. He's lost it. He's lost it. The next thing you know, you look at the statistics in the regular season, at least. Point per game, JT. Like, I remember covering this guy in junior hockey. He never was the fastest player. And now it's totally up to John Tavares to adapt his game as he gets on the other side of 30. And I actually trust in the guy. Like, I think he does a lot of stuff that people pay no attention to that, you know, does some great things for this team. But I think ultimately we're all just looking for a scapegoat. We're looking for somebody to blame in this situation. And it's just a guy who makes a lot of money. And it's a couple guys who make a lot of money. And they're taking a lot of the blame, and they should, because we've been saying that for the past couple months, you know, dating back to the trade deadline, the onus is on the players. And, well, they failed miserably. Uh, T-Max TV, Nice will be amazing. I totally agree. T-Max TV, Nice was the clear hardest working player in all games played. Yeah, that was slightly concerning for me. Rosie and I talked about that through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, uh brennan writes in no guys i am not shanny because his handle is brennan best offseason looks like signing bertuzzi and trading marner for connect sanheim and a pick and there are some teams who want to make you know moves and, and do some big time time stuff like the the two names i've heard as to wrap here on the show that people are right away as soon as they lost to florida they need to do this number one was tom wilson but i think the, the most important thing to pick from tom wilson like how healthy is this guy so the other thing is, like, does Washington want to move him? I know they're sort of in a retool, rebuild type process, but, like, I would just be very weary of a 29-year-old Tom Wilson thinking he is the savior to put my team over the top. That's all I'm saying. And then if it is Tom Wilson, who are you giving up? I, I think there's too much of a difference between, say, like a Nylander or a Mitch Marner and a 29-year-old Tom Wilson. Maybe you fill in the blanks there. We heard, a, you know, a trade request via fan there moments ago on YouTube with Konechny. Like, that's the other name. Okay, so make a trade that makes sense, that saves this team some money, and that fills some holes on this roster. I think it's quite clear if you trade a guy of the oak of a Nylander or a Marner, the one thing I want back in a package is a defenseman. I think you have to spread the wealth. I think the Leafs are making a big-time mistake if they're saying, okay, we'll go one-for-one one with a star-for-star, star, and who is that star? Where do you find that player? Like, there's just so many question marks. And again, bottom line, I need to hear from Brendan Shanahan. So one more show on Friday coming up. Rosie's not going to be in the mix at all tomorrow. He's taking a long weekend with his family. He's earned it. He's deserved it. So I'm going to have a special co-host on tomorrow's show. 
Former NHL netminder Carter Hutton, who's looking to do some more work in media, is going to join me. And it's always good to, to get the outside-the-box approach perspective on this Maple Leafs team. I think the other thing I want to do since Carter was a goaltender in the NHL is get his perspective on Joseph Wall. By the way, the Marlies were ousted last night by Rochester. Get his thoughts on Matt Murray, Ilya Samsonov, what the Leafs should do from that perspective. I think it's only fitting with a former goaltender to go down that route. So a lot of the focus will be go on goaltending on Friday. And of course, if anything breaks over the course of this day or or Friday or the weekend, we have you covered completely over at the Leafs Nation. So make sure you keep it locked at the Leafs Nation 401, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. Many thanks to Jay Rosehill, Dave Pagnota, producer Alex. Fantastic job. Again, no show on Monday. We'll wrap things up for the week on Friday with myself and special co-host Carter Hutton. So we'll talk then. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.